This is the Citrus Experience Podcast, brought to you by Citrus Men. We're passionate about growing premium grafted citrus trees and helping you on your growing journey. Whether you're a seasoned gardener or an emerging green thumb, this series is for you. We share expert advice, insider knowledge, and practical tips you can apply because we know and grow citrus. Hello, and welcome to the Citrus Spend Podcast. I'm Susan Burns. And I'm Gary Isles. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the distinct cycles of a citrus tree, linked, of course, to the seasons. In each of the four cycles, a citrus tree is doing something rather wonderful and amazing, and we're going to be discussing what they're up to. So, Gary, where should we start? Spring? Spring. Spring, I think, is a great place to start. So, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what happens in the spring first. Yeah. What are those citrus doing? Well, the citrus springtime is flowering time. So that's when everything wakes up and uh, the plant decides that it's time to flower and, uh, and get some fruit underway. So the cycle for the fruit is, is lengthy with citrus, but it starts in the spring. So after, after the winter, when we days start to lengthen and we get some temperatures warming up, then the tree will start to flower. Now, the fruit development runs over three phases, and this is the first phase, the flowering phase. So this is when you get the great aromas and, uh, and the tree starts to look good with fresh flush and flower. It's, uh, it's a great time for a citrus tree. Oh, Gary, you've just, you've just launched a beautiful memory in my mind. I remember driving, now this might sound a bit pretentious, but was in an open-top car through Leeton, through the orange groves on the op- in the road, and the fragrance from the oranges, oh, honestly, it was like having your head in a bottle of cologne. It was, gosh, they're so fragrant, citrus trees. Yes, bringing flowers, yes. Yes. Oh, wow, yes. Yep, uh, I've experienced a similar thing, and yes, the fragrance is, is amazing when you when it's that intense. So the, the tree is, is uh, starting to move, the flowers are starting to pop, all those buds are popping. What are the roots doing? Well, it's the same, Susan, as we have on top, on top of the ground. The, the roots are starting to wake up as well. So they're starting to grow, they're starting to absorb nutrient, they're starting to push nutrient up into the plant. So, yeah, when it's starting to, when you see things happening above, then there's something happening underneath as well. So it's a time when the whole plant is coming to life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a very good point that you make there, Gary. Maybe people don't realise it. Tree is really a mirror of itself, isn't it? What's happening upstairs in the foliage and the, the hair part is also happening down in the socks and shoes of the plant. And those... Those roots, they're the little white, aren't they? They're the little fresh feeder roots that we're seeing. Yes, they start to come out. Uh, um, yes, and uh, they 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 become active as more active as as it warms up, and uh, and and that's the most important part of a plant. If there's a problem in the roots, then then you don't get a nice healthy plant up up above. So that's unseen, and uh, uh, but it's um, it's the most important plant. Both when it's planted out in a, as a mature tree. But also, when the trees are being grown in the nursery, we spend a lot of time looking at looking at roots, making sure the roots are happy. If the roots are happy, then you're halfway there. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to jump in there and stress that point when uh, when you're repotting a plant, particularly when you get one of our plants 
in spring, you'll have a lot of those young feeder roots. Don't yank the, oh, get a shudder, you know, pulling the plant out and damaging those precious little roots. They're so, oh, they're so precious. So caution, caution. Gary, the... Just be careful. Just look after them. Yes. So it's like a little bed air. It's woken up. Things are happening. It's come out of its cave. Uh, but we're not getting it a full salmon at this stage, are we? We get. When are we going to feed that citrus? Just a hello, welcome, welcome to spring. Yeah, I often tell people to give 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 some feed at the end of winter because that's when the trees start to uh, to be able to use the nutrient in the ground. But don't go, don't go, don't go overdoing it. Just just be gentle, be gentle, and and often, and you can ramp it up as it, as it warms up. Yeah, so I, it's probably a, a perfect time to use some citrus booster it's it's a very gentle food uh it's a nice nourishing complete fertilizer and it will assist those roots to pull the nutrient up into the plant yeah yeah it's 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 uh, it's, it's a boost exactly what the name says it's a booster, it's a booster. It just it helps it helps the normal process of nature now i know and we we don't like to linger on these things but also in spring that's not the only thing that's waking up on our citrus tree, is it? There are other little critters that have been hanging around over winter. What else is waking up, Darren? Well, often some insects will start to to appear as well. Uh, you know, it's a it, everything's a life cycle, so um, and seasonal in uh, in our world. So um, yes, you might see a few aphids, buttes, uh, and and coming to life. Uh, but in general, uh, the tree's healthy. Don't rush into throwing controls around. They'll often pass. Uh, if it gets bad, sure enough, but uh, generally, you know, don't, we don't like throwing uh, control chemicals around if we don't have to. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, that's when that's when other things come to life as well. But we're focusing on, on the tree, and if we keep it, it healthy and growing, Mostly pretty good. Yeah, like us. You're much more resistant to problems if you're healthy and eating well and getting plenty of sleep and, you know, all of those things. Citrus stress is sound. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Well, while we're talking about flowering, I'd, I'd just make like to make a little point that I came across when I was reading some information. C- citrus trees, when they're mature, particularly oranges, they can have up to 250,000 flowers on the plant. It's massive, the flowering. So, and the number of fruits that set at the end of that is can be around 1%. Wow. So I'll, the point I'm trying to make is they, they flower massively and they'll never carry all that fruit. So in the natural process of, of what happens in the phase one of, of, of fruiting, which is happening in the springtime, is that the f- the flower will form, the petals will drop, a lot of the fruit will drop, and then some fruit will hold on and that will go on to complete the cycle. But in that first spring cycle, you will see flowers, petal fall, and fruit drop is perfectly natural and that's what's happening. But yeah, 250,000 flowers can happen can happen on a mature orange tree so that's massive flowering and that's why you get all that aroma because there's so many flowers yes wow that is a party and a half that's huge i wonder 
what a huge amount of energy to produce all those fabulous flowers. Wow, gosh, they're knockout. And yeah, you're right. I think, and it too, I suppose it's proportionate to the size of the plant, which again, you know, if you've got a new little plant, uh, it, yeah, it's not going to, we don't, we don't even suggest you let it hold any fruit. It's, it's too young. So let the, let the tree do its Let thing. it grow. Yeah, let it grow. Let the tree let the tree grow in the first season or two. Let let the tree establish, and uh, and then you know you'll get to the point where you are producing a number of fruit more quickly. Because when when a young tree produces fruit, it's also that's that's putting a lot of effort into into that fruit rather than into growth. Yeah, sure. So, okay. So we know that spring probably starts for at different times depending on your region. Um, but it's it's really the triggers are as we say the day lengths, soil temperature and air temperature. That's all. They're all the signals for the tree to begin this beautiful spring phase. Yes, yes, yes. I was reading. Um, I was reading up on this. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading, Gary. I have. I have. Yes, that's all I will. Of course, I'm interested. You do. Uh, yeah. But we've got, there's influences a, a, a genetic, so the variety of the plant, the the their metabolic, which is the nutrient, and that and their um, environmental, so the day length and the temperature. All those things go in and affect when your fruit, when your tree's going to flower, when it's going to fruit, when the fruit's going to mature. All those things are interactive. Sure. So that, uh, yes, that that would also be um, a reason why. Sometimes you, the, the season will change because our our daily it, this, everything is off kilter a little bit. It's not always on the fifth of September this happens. It's to do with all those combined factors uh, that are the precursor to this to the flowering and the fruiting. Yeah, they all interact with each other, um, and uh, you know we might have a. We might have a spring that's wet and overcast, so we might have a spring that's dry and sunny, and it will affect the the uh, what's happening within the tree. I also wonder, Gary. I know it's quite uh, usual in fruit trees, uh, apples, pears, stone fruit, to have an on and an off season. So you'll have a heavy crop one year, and then the tree takes a holiday, and you get very few fruit. I find that on my sugar bubba, it's very year on year off. Is that a consistent thing with citrus? No, it happens in citrus, but it's not consistent. It, it's varietal based. So some some varieties, if they have a heavy crop, will have a light crop the year after. Um, other, you know, um, lemons pretty well aren't affected by it. But with with other with some oranges and mandos, yes, you will have that off season if they have a heavy crop. Understood. Okay, so. Weather's getting longer, days are getting longer, it's party time. Uh, this is, a, do you reckon, favourite season for citrus, summer. What's happening in summer? Summer. Well, they love the heat. And if they've got all the other, all if they've got nutrient, they've got water, then then that's when they that's when they grow. So we get past the flowering, um, then then we get into this growth phase through summer. So we're getting a, we're getting the plants growing. So it's growing roots, it's growing shoots, it's increasing in in girth around the trunk, but the fruit's growing as well. So this is the second phase of fruit. This is a longer longer phase. It runs through summer and and into autumn, and that's when the the 
fruit, the, the cells are growing and filling with moisture. Uh, and so this is the grow, growing time. This is when citrus are at their happiest. And this is the most important time for keeping up with your watering, particularly if you've got your citrus in pots. And as we say, you know, don't come to the end of that fruit phase and go, oh, I didn't get much fruit or I've got a dry fruit because it's now in summer that you're the drink waiter. You are supplying drinks to that to that citrus tree, yeah? Yeah. Yep, that's right. It's looking it's it's looking for, for everything it can get. So uh yeah, that's when that's when consistency will pay off in the long run. You just look after your tree. Once the tree's mature and in and if it's in the ground then it's less it's less critical that it's in in a container that's that's got a limited space. So that's that's pretty obvious. So but they uh they love to have a nice supply of water, never never too much, but a con- consistent supply of, of water for moisture and and the nutrients. Yeah, and uh, all these all these things work together to to get the fruit growing, get the tree growing, and everyone's happy. Yeah, I think it's um it's easy to say when uh, as horticultural people, nurserymen, that we know the habit, we know the drama of like our own. When I went through, you weren't even allowed to have a cup of tea if the trees were dry. That was always about the plants getting a drink first before you. And I think in our daily habits, if you've got citrus and you want to have good citrus trees, you know, first thing in the morning, hot sunny day, give them a good soak. It's just a good habit. Just go out and do do your watering, then they're fine for the day. But you know, on some days, as we know, you can't even keep the water up to them. They just reach a point where it's too hot in the summer. Yeah, the tree, will, the tree will look a bit sad on those days. But if the moisture's there, then once it cools off, it comes back, and there's no no ill effects. But that's that's just part of part of nature where they they cope with those those days. If there's enough moisture, not much more you can do. Yeah. If you've got the right amount of moisture supplied, then the tree's just got to survive those 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 hot days. Yes, yes, hot days. So again, well, what? I mean, we might still see a little bit of insect activity. We might see some beautiful caterpillars coming around. People hate them, but think about them as the beautiful butterflies that you see. Uh, and the, if you've got, again, if you've got a lovely tree, it's a couple of caterpillars is not going to affect it. Um, but what about we often see water shoots at this time of the year, Gary? Can you describe what a water shoot is? And, and how yeah, that's, that's a, that, you know, water shoots are really really strong growth that just sort to come straight out from the plant and grows longer than what you normally would expect. Um, and they, they, they come when the, when the plant's powering along. Um, and you know, if it's, uh, if it's in the, in, in the canopy of the tree, you could just pr- prune it off. If it comes right from the base of the tr- tree, I would prune it right back to the trunk. Um, but yeah, they just, they, they just happen. It's just part of nature. And uh, there the water shoot is like a, uh, nothing to worry about, and it'll often be a bit thornier than the rest of the plant, a bit what I'd call more juvenile, um, and that's just that's just what they do. No, so don't don't yeah don't panic. <laughs> don't panic. That's right. Don't panic. Everything can be fixed and corrected on a citrus tree, uh, but not to be confused, of course, uh, which sometimes can happen is you'll get the understock will get away and you'll see a shoot coming from below the graph. That's different to a water shoot. 
Yeah, so water shoot is is a, a, a vigorous shoot that comes from from the from the variety on top. The rootstock, any rootstock shoots, then we need to get them off um, as soon as there's as soon as you see them, and uh, just take them right back to the trunk. Take them off neatly, um, just right back because because the under it's the understock, then it will tend to grow and take over if you let it go. Um, you'll know them because they're thorny. They're often a different leaf. Mm. Um, so you, you'll see it, and if it's coming right from the base, just clip it off, and and uh, the plant the plant won't mind the the pruning, and get it off and out of the way, and then it's not going to take over the plant. Yeah, lovely. So um, it, that that's uh, yes, yeah, super important. Yeah, we often see sometimes that people have let those rootstocks get away, and it, it does. It's drawing a lot of the the growth out of the tree. So yeah. So that's yeah, um, and they're thor- thorny as well. Thorny. So thorny. So you want to be rid of them. Yeah. No, that's right. But they're <laughs> so different sort of thorns. Those ones. Yeah. Uh we've. Is there anything else in summer that we should be thinking about? That's well, it's just it's a, just that maintenance that we've been that we've been expressing that we we look after them. Um, and and I just go back to the fruit drop as well. The main fruit drop is at the end of that phase one, at the end of spring when the when the fruit's setting, but you will still see fruit drop through the entire cycle. Not as much, but there will be fruit drops. So again, don't panic if you see a few few fruit dropping. Um, if you if your moisture levels all good and you got good nutrition, it's just again nature taking its way, dropping some fruit so that it can form better fruit with the ones that are left. So that's a that that's just part of the part of the process. And uh, again, don't be too concerned about it. Yeah, good. So now we're moving through the summer and uh, my favourite time of the year, autumn. Uh, and I think it's a beautiful time for citrus in the autumn. They seem to have calmed down. They've, they've finished partying. They're a little bit tired. They're just, you know, in their stride. They've got beautiful fruit usually. They've got a lovely canopy. It's a lovely time to sort of shape your trees a little bit coming into the autumn just to get a, you know, just that take advantage of the warmth with a little push out of growth. What's happening to the citrus in autumn, Gary? Yeah, well, I think you just described it pretty well. It's uh, It's been working hard through the summer and uh, then it just eases off. You'll still generally get an autumn flush uh, on, on, on your tree, so that last flush before it shuts down for the, for the uh, cooler part of the year, so yeah, you're getting that that um, last flush. The tree's just taking it easy. So if you're if you're regularly watering your containers and that, you can ease back a bit because it, the temperatures are are coming down. Um, so you know it's uh, don't keep your summer watering up through mm. through autumn and winter. You just ease that back. Um, and again, if you're feeding hard a few times through the summer. Ease that off as well. Just gentle feed in the in the autumn that will seed them through. So yeah, but it is a yeah in the citrus world, it's quite a relaxed on the crops. The crops nearly finished its growth phase, so uh, you know, and the very early varieties will start to ripen in autumn. But generally, it's uh, it's it's finishing the growth of the fruit through the through the autumn, and uh, and and it's uh, yeah, it's a nice time. Yeah, it's a lovely time. If this was. Um... Now, you've had a lot of growth over the summer coming into the autumn. I think it's a 
pretty good time if you haven't got a lot of fruit on your tree and you've got it in a container, I'm thinking, that you might want to up-pot. Would you say autumn is a better time for up-potting or would you say spring? Look, you can do it any time. Um, you know, they're, they're fairly resilient. If we're saying the best time, I like to do it at the end of the winter going into the spring because then there's no period when when the the roots are you know before the roots start to grow but in the in the in the you can certainly do it in the autumn um and it's still warm enough for them to make some root before the winter yes so you know it's uh, uh if it's and if it suits the people i mean re, you know we're we're working that they make the plant the boss hate <laughs> the people right. <laughs> the boss so if that's a nice time to be out in the garden and uh, and do a bit bit of that. Then it's then do it in the autumn. There's no problem. And like I said, you'll get a little bit of root growth for the before before the winter. Um, no problem at all. Yeah, and it's a look. It's a great time to um, to plant into the to the garden because the soil is still warm. So if you, if you're buying um, a beautiful tree from Citrus Men, and, and they always look fabulously larger than. Like because they've come through autumn, they got that they're really itching to get out. So great to get them in the garden while the soil is still a little bit warm and the day temperatures are a little bit cooler. Plants look great in the autumn. They've uh, yeah, it's a great time for for plants. I always uh, enjoy looking at plants uh, before they before they enter into the, the shutdown period. So, but yeah, autumn autumn plants generally look great. Yeah, lovely. So. Shutdown period. That's it, isn't it? So now the days are getting shorter, the air temperature is getting cooler, soil temperature is getting cooler. So it's sort of time to put your pajamas on. But what are the citrus doing? They've, they've still got they they've got a jump to do. They do. Yes. Well. Yes. They're definitely getting into the shutdown phase, uh, but it's phase three of the fruit development. So the fruits. You've gone through the flowering period, fruit set. Now the fruit's grown. Now we're into maturity. So this is when the fruit will ripen. So although the plants go, plant will go to sleep. Um, it's still operating at a at a slow pace, but it's still operating. It's not bringing up much nutrient because uh, the roots, once the soil gets cold, the roots don't pick up the nutrients as well, uh, particularly some of them, um, and uh, and and the um, and the fruit just fruit just uh, slowly matures, and it varies from early late late autumn, early early winter, right through till end of the spring. But the winter, you know, we, they're a winter fruiting mature fruit maturing crop. So majority of of the varieties will will mature in in the winter, and that's their main job in the winter. Yeah. You will start to see some of the older leaves will will fall, will fall off. Uh, some of them will yellow off and then fall off later later in the season, uh, but it's a time of, of 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 going to sleep, resting, and then the, the rejuvenation starts when you get to the next cycle. Yeah, and look, isn't it lovely the way that nature works? That uh, we get these beautiful trees on a dark, dull day, and honestly, you can go for a walk and you can see these glowing baubles on these dark green citrus trees, and they're just so full of delicious, nutrient-rich juice and food and ready to boost us up over winter with all their gorgeous things that they've got for us. So I 
It's a gift. They're a gift. Yeah, one. That's right. That's what I do every day. Yeah. But yeah, I know there's a yeah. valid, cute little thing. There's a little cute thing that I love. Um, I know that we talk about so often you get that yellowing in the leaves, not a lot, but that patterning because the, the tree isn't able to pull up a lot of nutrients. But isn't it cute what mandarins do, how they, they get so cold they curl their little leaves up to try and keep warm? Yes, some of them uh, see it. See that a lot in uh, in emperor, the old emperor mandarin. See that they their their leaves will cup up when it's a when it's a miserable cold day. They'll yeah they'll trying to keep themselves warm. But they all have these little little triggers, and uh, some you can see and some you can't. Yeah. And uh, for them to to get through through the winter. Yeah, yeah, so lovely. So the tr- the the fruit is is really what we're looking for in the the winter and. The, the, so the, is it just it's just really hanging there is it the, the tree giving it uh, is it how is it ripening up what what are the key factors there for the knowing that it's ripe and how is the tree influencing the fruit to say you're right ripe you're right yes well i mean like i said earlier a lot of it varietal so it comes down to the genetics of the plant and some of it's environmental uh, but the best place to ripen the tr- the fruit is on the tree so once it's picked, that that's it. It might colour a bit more, but it won't won't really ripen anymore. So in that period, the the acid, the amount of acid in the fruit drops down, and the and the, the amount of sugar comes up. So the longer you leave it on the tree to maturity, the better. Now, some things. Let's just pick an example. Say a Valencia orange, good, great juicing old variety, great juicing orange. If you pick that when it's when it's looking like it's ripe, and say that could be in July, it's going to be it's going to still be pretty high high in acid, so it's still going to be very very tangy, very bitey to to eat. But if you leave it on the tree until September, and it varies wherever you are, what oh. what what part of the country you're in, yeah. but yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, it can look ripe, but it's not ripe. So get one and taste it and you'll soon see and okay, well no, that's that needs a bit longer. So you just yeah. leave it. But uh, navel oranges, they're ripening in generally a bit earlier. And the same thing, they'll look ripe before they before they fully are. Um, but not as much as what, say, the Valencia. But again, try it. Once it's coloured, then oh well just pick one. See yeah, yeah, and you'll soon see, oh no, I can eat that or Nah, we'll leave that another month or six weeks. Uh, but yeah, leaving it will will give you the as I just said, the sugars will come up, acids will drop down, and it'll become a much more palatable piece of fruit. And you know, I, I pick trees from here, pick sorry fruit from here, and people say, oh, that's that's so sweet, and it's because it's left on the tree. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's yeah so valid, and I I I know from a lot of correspondence we get. People tend to think, "Oh, I've got the wrong tree." It's, it's not. You've just leave the fruit. But again, going back to our little mantra: be patient. Let 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 the tree do its yeah. thing. Yeah, and the, the as you say, the fruit does get so sweet and juicy. So, oh, yums. Yeah. the The other thing that 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 can't, that helps with maturity is if you've got a pigmented fruit. Uh, so, things like the the blood oranges. They'll uh, they'll they'll vary in two ways. They'll vary year to year. 
on the amount of colour. They'll vary from where you are. Some places are much more conducive to the colour than others. Uh, but they'll also get better colour the, when, they're, when they're properly mature. Yeah, yeah. So if you pick them early, you're, you, you may see no colour. But if you wait, then you'll get more colour. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, what a lot of wisdom you've shared today, Gary Isles. Fabulous. <laughs> I hope all our lovely listeners have enjoyed today's episode. Just so interesting. They're so busy and active, those citrus trees, uh, at all times of the year. And um, importantly, despite every season, the most important thing to do is to in- love them and enjoy them. Um, they're a great treat. So thank you, Gary, um, and thank you to our listeners for joining us today. And on our next episode, we're going to go a bit behind the scenes. We're going to look at the citrus industry and biosecurity and how we keep citrus safe in Australia. So it'll be super interesting, and we look forward to uh, you joining us then. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Susan. Thanks for listening. For resources and contact details relevant to this episode, please see the show notes. Subscribe to Citrus Experience so you know when the next episode goes live. And follow Citrus Men on social media for more great content.